Our first scripture reading for the day comes from the first epistle of John, chapter 5, verses 9 through 13. If we receive testimony, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God that He has testified to His Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God have made Him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given concerning His Son. And this is the testimony. God gave us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Our reading continues in the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there a few days. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. I chose this particular gospel reading for today because in it Mary does something that I consider to be a very mother thing. And she steps up and she volunteers her son for whatever it is she knows that he is capable of even when he is dragging his feet. I am greatly reminded of my own mother because Mary testifies to what she knows Jesus is capable of. The thing is, they weren't expected to be doing anything. They are there as guests, so they are going to be drinking the wine and celebrating, and if the wine runs out, it's usually just a sign that maybe it's about time to pack up and leave. Mary, knowing that they are not the usual case, stops and goes, Hey, why don't you do something about this? And Jesus tells her, no, no, it's not my time. This isn't our problem. And she promptly ignores him and tells the servants to do whatever it is he asks. What's interesting here is that she doesn't tell them what he's going to do. She doesn't say, no, you have to do this. She doesn't chastise him. She doesn't do anything but say, no, just do whatever he says. And he only argues that once. And I imagine it's because he knew 
that she wouldn't give up. Because she had faith in his abilities. Something I have learned from my mother is that if a mother has faith in her child's abilities, everyone will know about them and everybody will get to have their services volunteered by mom. And it's not because she's trying to get us out and shoo us away, but it's because she's so proud of her children and she knows usually better than us what we're capable of that she is ready to say, no, you can do this, go ahead. Here, just tell him what your problem is and he'll fix it. She testifies in a way that we should all envy. Because the thing is, is that Mary gives this testimony about Christ's ability, about his compassion, about his love and his mercy, about what he can do. And she gives this testimony wholeheartedly without seeming to have any doubt in her mind whatsoever. She doesn't hesitate. She doesn't try to poke him and prod him and ask, well, if you're sure, maybe if you don't think you can do it, that's okay. No, she doesn't give him the option to back out. She just goes, no, you can do this. And she changes everything. Because at this point, he's got followers. And they follow him, believing in what he teaches. They believe in his teachings. They believe in what he says. But it's not until after this first sign that they truly seem to believe him. Mary testifies to his power and her testimony is rewarded. Her faith doesn't at all. And it's that testimony that she gives that no detail is too small, that no act of kindness can be overlooked, that here is an act of love and mercy. And I know he is capable. And I know he will. How often is our testimony as bold as that? How often is our testimony so straightforward and so powerful, so assured? How often do we say, God is there and God has been there for me every time that I have needed him and I know God will always be there for me and for you. How often are we that bold? And often we hesitate. We hesitate because we are worried about how we'll be received. Whereas Mary has no other concern than to say, no, this is what is true and this is what is good. She's not worried about people questioning what's going on. She's not worried about people going, well, that was unusual. Because she knows if Christ is capable and Christ can, then he will. And that's her testimony. God is able, so I call on him. 
That sounds so simple. But how often do we struggle to get that message across? How often do we struggle to really capture that message and make it our own? And I'm once again reminded of my own mother and all the mothers that I have in my life. That if they believe in something, they do something. Like Mary, if they know something to be true, they speak up. If they know that something can be done, they say something. And interestingly, Mary can't do anything in this situation. Mary can't change water into wine herself. Mary isn't about to go out and find somebody that can sell her wine that she can bring it back because by the time she gets all that figured out, the party will be over. So Mary does what she can and she speaks up. Mary says something. And often we discredit how powerful words are. We go, oh, well, you know what? They're just saying something about it, but they're not actually doing something. Mary says something. She doesn't do anything besides speak to those servants. And yet look what her words did. Look at how powerful those words turned out to be. That we are here talking about them now because she spoke up. Not because of some major injustice, but because something could be done. She could have shrugged this off and said, well, you know why this isn't big enough. We're going to wait. Instead, she goes, you know what, I just saw a need. I saw a need, and I know somebody who can fulfill that need, so I'm going to speak up. Too often we stay silent because we're worried that there's nothing that we can actually do because we don't think about giving our testimony as something that we do. Mary's action was her words because what followed was action from somebody else spurred by her words to act. Too often we remain silent Because we're afraid that if we can't do anything, then we shouldn't speak up. But the thing is, what if whoever can do something is right there listening? Waiting for somebody to give them the idea, waiting for somebody to inspire them, waiting for somebody to say, yes, you can do it. Yes, somebody should step in. Yes, somebody should stand up. Mary wasn't afraid. Like the mothers that I know, she was more than willing to speak up and speak out. Whether an injustice is big or small, whether a need is great or little, no matter what it is, she speaks out. And it's testimony to her faith. Her faith that all things are possible. And all things can be made to happen. That nothing is too small to be overlooked by God. 
that no act of kindness goes unanswered. That no good deed goes unrewarded. That no action in God's name is frivolous. Her testimony is that of God's strength and God's power. That Christ is able. Before anybody else was out saying, Christ is capable and Christ is able, there she was saying, no. You need something done? He will do it. You need something right this moment? Rely on Him. You have a problem? Turn to Him. You have something that needs done? Turn to Jesus. You have a problem that you're not sure how to solve it? Turn to Jesus. That's her testimony. And it's something that we can echo today. We see hate, we can fight that hate with love. When we speak of the love of Christ. We see somebody being shut out, we can invite them in to the love of Christ. That when we see a problem we don't know what to do, we can speak up about it and at least draw attention to it because we know that Christ will not overlook it if we can see it. We make God's people aware of the problems that are happening around us. And we inspire each other and we help each other in God's mercy and God's love. That if we truly believe that the Spirit is always, always, always with us, then we always have an advocate there to hear us. That we always have the Spirit there to guide us and lead us to elevate our words, to lift us up, to make us whole. We always have that guidance we need. So speak up. Speak out. Like Mary, let your voice be heard. Testify to God's love and God's mercy. What you know in your own life to be true what you have seen with your own eyes and heard with your own ears and what you know in your heart. Speak of God's love and God's unending grace and give your testimony. Believe, be inspired and inspire others. that all that we speak of in the name of Christ will be answered. And every concern that we lift up to God will be seen. And know, know that the Spirit is with us always and everywhere. That we are never alone no matter what we may face. And know that God is able. Amen.